everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, back in charge. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shawnee. How are you, Shawnee? I'm doing good, Bridget. The pressure of not being the one to start the episode is making me feel really nice right now. I'm calm. I'm in the B seat. I love it. I love being here. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, we got a vibe going. Got some flowers when I was at the hangout visiting Del Canto Books. Got some new books. I went to Trader Joe's. Got some flowers. I saw you on Instagram at the bookstore, and I was like, Bridget went to the bookstore without me. Yeah. How dare she? Yes, I How did. How dare she? Yes, I did. Live I happened, me. happened to be in the area. Would be happy to go back. Let's go back. Um, if you guys are in the Long Beach area, Belcanto Books is in the Hangout, and it is stupendous. It is owned by my friend, Joanna, and she is a female lady of color. Owns a bookstore. She's a badass, and you should check it out. And today on the episode, we are going to be reading and checking out and reviewing Warlord Wants Forever by Chris Lee Cole. Yeah. Guys, this is book one, but also maybe book point five of Immortals After Dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I just, I, w- I wanted to address this on the podcast because I was like, what the hell? So I read all of these books in order on Audible. Okay. On Audible, this is book one. But when I went to Goodreads, it's book point five. I, I I assume it's because it's, it's a novella sized, but book. it was also released I think after oh the other one, which is interesting. I can't remember what it's called right now. The hunger, a hunger like no other, a hunger like no other. Yeah. So I never knew that is this it wasn't the first one. Yeah, that it wasn't the first one. That it was just a prequel. I never. I just thought it was a book that was real short. There you go. There you have it, everyone. Immortals After Dark. We are not going to do the whole series this season. You guys know, hello, that we are doing a holiday mashup. So every week we are doing different books, different genres based on the holidays that they come with. So we are in our spooky paranormal holiday season, mm-hmm. Halloween Town. Yes, y'all. So we are kicking it off with a blast. You guys, this is one of Shawnee's fave series of all times. And she was like, I got to do it at some point on the podcast, at some point. And as you guys maybe know, if you're new here, let me tell you a little story about how Shawnee had a hard time getting back to L.A. And so I had to give her this gift of a steamy, steamy, steamy season. Steamy. She treated me to historicals last season. And so now I am treating her to fire. I'm so excited because I've looked at some of the snippets from the books you picked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be smutty. Uh, yes. It's going to be a smutty Christmas. Yes. yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> And on that note, you guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to give a shout out to our new patrons. Let me tell you right now, we have Vanessa coming through very quick with the patronage. And we also have a lovely somebody who kind of wants to remain anonymous E because their name is just the letter N. Which I think is mysterious. I feel like it's fitting quite nicely into our paranormal Very nicely. Very nice. Well played. And thank you. And we are so happy to have you. You guys, if you aren't patrons yet, go to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance. If you go to Patreon and you just search for us, you will not find us because we are explicit. Explicitly awesome. So you have to do romance at a glance. Patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance. We have cool perks. We got stickers. We got 
smutty book boxes. We got all kinds of stuff, guys. We have extra content, all the fun stuff that hits the cutting room floor that is maybe too much for the podcast, maybe too graphic, <laughs> maybe too intense about our personal lives. All of that gets put up. And we have a ton of stuff scheduled over the next month and over the next couple months. And we also have extras from our interviews. So sometimes our interviews, I say sometimes, our interviews always run long, Jenny. Very long. Uh, because we, we love it. talking and we love authors and so they're always going to run long so anything we cut out of those interviews is always going to go up on Patreon so if you want extra interviews extra content and lots of fun perks come and join us the water is very 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 warm very warm because I peed in it <laughs> <laughs> and on that note on that note thank you Vanessa thank you Anne and Bridget are you ready to get into this episode? I'm ready to get it pop Okay, everyone, like we said, this is Immortals After Dark, Warlord Once Forever, Paranormal Romance. So, Shani, tell the people a little bit about the audio. How was the narrator? Ooh, Robert Petkoff. First of all, love him. Beautiful narrator, great voice, does really good voices for females and males, and he um, he doesn't try to make the girl sound like, oh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He just gives a slight inflection, so you kind of know who's talking. Um, I think he does a really great job, and he follows the, I think, the whole series. So, at least as far as I've read, I don't know if there's more books than, than I've read. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would recommend him very much. All right, if you guys like audiobooks, hop on to Immortals After Dark. Shani gives an A-plus rating. I would like to tell you that there are a lot of books, Shani. There are 17 already published and counting. There is an 18th book called Monroe, which already has a cover, but has not been published. It does say on her website that it was supposed to come out in 2020, which was originally one of the reasons I chose this book. So I was like, oh, 2020, that's right now. And as of yet, has no like real locked in date. Mm -hmm. So I'm not actually sure whether it is coming out this year since it's not summer anymore. However, that is the next book in the series. So it is a long series. It's a very long series. I definitely read like I feel like I read like seventeen of these books. <laughs> you probably. <laughs> I. You know what I think is funny It's like I was a huge fan of Christine Behan, huge fan of Sherilyn Kenyon. I don't know why I never read this series. Yeah, me neither. When I, when I was telling you about it and you hadn't read it, I was like, "There's no way." It's the way it's like one of those ones, but I also hadn't read, I think one of the series that you had read at yeah. that time. So we were, were swapping series. I wonder if it's, I wonder, and you know what you guys, I probably could have read through her catalog and figured this out. But I think what probably happened is I read one of her books in a different genre. And then I was like, oh, I don't really like it. And so then I just like saw these books and was like, meh. Or it could be the old school covers, which were all sort of drawn pictures and that's really not my bag and so i also could have seen them and been like oh those look lame because the newer covers where it's like an actual human being like with the swirling smoke looking like wrought iron and shit like staring directly at you like that's my bag i would buy those covers but the other covers i wouldn't have bought i wouldn't have (laughs) bought i wouldn't have bought hilarious i would not have bought so i'm guessing that it's probably a cover issue Probably because I don't care what anybody says. I judge every book by its cover. So like spend the time. Well, and then also Julia Quinn, we just interviewed, she was saying that that's the reason that they do these re-releases. It's like, 
another person might not, again, like an illustrated one. And now they see this new one and they're like, ooh, I want that one. Even though the book, obviously the contents are all the same. It's just marketed maybe to a different person or, yeah. or or updating it for the times. Well, when I was looking on Goodreads and I saw the cover that they had for this on Goodreads, I was like, what? Because it's just like this, like, uh, you know, there's like a red background. You see two people looking like they're going to kiss, but it's very muted. It took me a while to realize there was people on that cover. And then you see like two broad swords through a shield. And I was like, mm, that wouldn't have really grabbed my attention. I would have looked past this book. But I like the dead stare into like the... Yeah, but the redhead with mm-hmm. the smoke. I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah, because you couldn't Ominous. Really I'm like, she's looking at me. Like, yes. Mm. The red hair. like, I, And you couldn't tell if it was Silver red smoke kind of into... Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I support this. I like this. I'm like, she looks like she's going to do something. What are you going to do? What, what are you? Gonna you? Do? Who are you? Mm. What oh, are you? Oh, you're a Valkyrie? Oh, you're a Valkyrie? <laughs> You know, I feel about Valkyrie. You guys, this is a little bit of a teaser because the episode is not ready and it may never be ready. I'm just kidding. It will be at some point. Me and Johnny have a series where we play Valkyries. Yep. And it's hilarious. Now we're going to have, now I'm going to have to go finish the you edit. You got to go finish that. Edit. We got to send it to the people. You guys, me and Shawnee create a lot of things, including this podcast. And one we started right before I got pregnant again, and then COVID happened, and this has been a lot of things that have been happening in the last years. But Val and Valerie, Valkyrie from the Valley, is just so good. It's just so good, you guys. So keep an eye out on on our Instagram for that because it will be coming at some point. Actually, you know when it's going to come? Galentine's Day. Galentine's that's, because that's what it was about two years ago. It's about Galentine's Day, so yeah. it's going to come out in two years. In two years. It's going to come out in February this year, 2021. 21. Guaranteed. Wait, wait, wait. I, I can guarantee that it will come out. Just give me one second. I'm going to put it on a post-it note. Yes, put it on a post-it note. You guys, we've started like actually having our shit together and doing this Kanban board thing. So thank you, Kristen Rockaway, for the idea. And it has been incredibly successful. To say that the amount of stuff I've gotten done in October since I started this compared to all of probably August and September Bam. is post-it note. Is, is just the truth. It's just the truth. Okay, let's get back to the book. So let me give a quick synopsis for those of you who either read this a long time ago or maybe didn't read it. So Mist is a beautiful and vicious Valkyrie and has gotten herself used as bait again to help her sisters discover what the vampire king Ivo is up to. Color her surprised when a human-turned-vampire Nikolai Roth storms the castle before she can get the information she wants. Drawn to Nikolai, she becomes his blooded mate on purpose, fully intending to kill him after. But as he brings her to O-Facetown, just as her sisters arrive, mm. she leaves him alive and in constant torment for five years with a heart on that won't quit until he tracks her down in New Orleans to claim her as his bride. I do want to offer a quick couple, like eight trigger warnings. Trigger warnings. fast. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. like forced seduction, fighting between the main characters, very murky or missing consent, forced orgasms, kidnapping, threats of torture. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. I mean, I mean it's, it's a violent book. It's a violent book. Yeah. Like, and, and they don't pretend that it's, not a violent book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not sugarcoated. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they get a lot of, they get a lot of fun from the violence in, yes. in the story. So it's, it's, it's interesting because now we're in that thing when we always talk about how we can excuse a lot more in supernatural. Mm-hmm. So now we're in supernatural. So I'm actually curious to see uh, what you thought of this book. I didn't care at all. You guys, there are so many conflicting reviews. People are like one star consent is necessary. And I'm like, no, it's not. These are fucking mystical creatures. Like she, 
is it okay that she left him with a permanent heart on for the for she, five he's years? He's an immortal. <laughs> she would have left him like that for the rest of eternity. Is that okay? No. But she's a Valkyrie. He's a vampire. Things happen. I do have to say Things that he, he doesn't. Well, because they're not human. Well, so, you can't judge them by a human okay. scale. So I am totally with you, right? So I was reading the reviews and everybody was like, you know, consent is like tea. And we've all seen that whole video oh, yeah, or I saw. whatever. That actually was a great video. It, it, if you guys have never seen the consent is like tea, please go Google it. It is a fabulous video. It is. And it's funny. Um, but so I, I saw everybody outraged and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't because give a flying no. Uh, because the the this is what I expected though because it's paranormal yes and and that's why I came to this book and that's why I think it's going to be fun when we, when we do a dark romance mm. uh, series so that people have the expectation mm-hmm. that all of these things will be murky mm-hmm. um, but for, I love a rage beast because this is how that shit turns out yeah. nobody's sitting there going like do you consent are we consenting is this mm-hmm. how we do it whatever in real life yes please get your consent in mm-hmm. your fantasies which is where I was with this book, I was like, yes, Rage Bees, get her. And the best, like, I love the scene. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, then we go back. I love the scene where he he has her chain, so basically he can tell her what to do when she does it, mm-hmm. right? Because he has control of this chain that has control of her. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to masturbate in Ooh. front of him. And I Ooh. was like, oh, hot. Oh, hot. And I was like... If we, if we, Johnny, I literally thought of you in that scene because you always talk about how you're someone who like if if the other person doesn't respect your boundaries, you'll go right over them because you like lose your mind. And I was Uh like, this lady is Shawnee because as soon as she starts masturbating, she starts sucking his dick real fast. Yes, and she's like begging him for it. Yes, and I was like, this is Johnny. I have done that. I I I have done that. That's that's scene. I mean, besides the whole like like forcing control of me, not magical, but no. But as soon as I get to a state of arousal, all things are on the table yeah like things that were never on the table become on the table and i know it you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm not as far as you but i am a lot more i would definitely say like once things get going i'm more open yeah open a suggestion open to suggestions open to some suggestions (laughs) i hit a little different they hit a little different (laughs) yeah the tone's a little different when you're second orgasm in you're like you know what why not let's just try it out (laughs) everything's going up Things are still coming up. Just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> Just to see how it feels. Just for a second. Um, except for condoms. I have never let anyone do that without a condom. Because even in my most crazy, I always require condoms. Because I knew I would get pregnant in a heartbeat. And I did. Um, okay. So the one thing about this book that I feel like all those people for like ignore maybe uh-huh. um, is that she like wants it. She wants someone strong enough to fuck her. Like she even says like, please be strong enough for once in my life to like take control so I can finally lose it. Like I want some, like she challenges him to a fight for herself, hoping he'll win because she wants him to win. And like, she's obviously not happy about losing her literal willpower. Yeah. However, she does respect that he like restrains himself enough to essentially just like grab her boobs and like jerk it on her <laughs> and not like rape her and that he controls himself like enough, even in that state. Like yeah. she thinks like he's not going to be able to control himself. Um, and he, and in the beginning he's like, look, I'm not going to give you this dick. Yeah. You ask for that it. Was so ask for it. Oh Super my God. Hot. That was one of my quotes. You want to hear what yeah, I want to hear okay. it. But you got to do it in a sexy voice. Do it in a sexy voice. I will. In fact, 
to make this more difficult for you, I will never touch or kiss you unless you ask me for it. This will be even sweeter when you beg me to fuck you. Yes. Mm. I'm always begging. I'm going to beg you. Beg it, girl. Get it going. Beg it. Beg you. Beg you. <laughs> Seriously. I, I like this book. First of all, I have never really read novellas that much. Yeah. And in the last couple months, I've read a bunch of novellas. I really wanted to do Talia Hibbert's Meeting the Huntress, yeah. which is another paranormal novella, except for it, they don't have an audible for it. So we, that's why we didn't do it. Do it. But I'm loving the like contained story. I really liked this book, had enough tidbits about her sisters, about the king, about the conflict, about the different, you know, sort of ways that she was going to introduce the different species and fae and vampires and, you know, werewolves and all these other things. Like, just enough for a tease, like, oh, you knew they're coming, but not enough that I was, like, bogged down in too much world building. Like, I don't need world building about the whole werewolf and their history in this book. This is not about them. I don't give a fuck about them in this book. In the next book, I'm going to be all over it. I'm going to be real excited. Yeah. In this book, I just need to know they exist, that they're out there, and that they're going to kidnap somebody. Oh, it's going to be about her next. She got kidnapped. She yeah. got kidnapped. <laughs> Everybody's getting kidnapped. Uh, I thought it was really a, like an interesting way to bring you into a world quick and dirty. Yeah. And then you're like prepped for the next like longer story. I totally agree. I feel like every story should start off like this. Like, Beth and Wrath of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. That should have been a novella. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, for real. Yeah, because I you, remember how weighted it you was. You probably cut like 50 pages out of the book. No problem. No cut problem. Cut the lessers out. Cut 100 pages. Cut all the lessers out. <laughs> they should have just tiptoed into that book. Like, you know what I mean? At the very end, something yeah. exploded and it was the lessers. All right. Like, like I re- very much remember us being like, yo, this book is so weighted in exposition about what yeah. is in world building. And there's so many books that you can world build across sure. that sometimes I'm like, you already knew you were going to write a whole series. You you didn't have to like dump us, you know, on book one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely really love that in this book, you get a little taste of everything. You really get a feel for her sisters and mm-hmm. how like how much they ride for each other and how badass they are and that they all have a different talent, whether it's archery or, or something else. Um, because I read the other books in the series, I think I made it to Lathair. It's probably the last one. Um, I didn't. I don't think I read the, like, the last two or something. But um, I think it was because I was burnt out too. Because I did like a mass reading and then I was like, <laughs> these last two, I'm like, I don't know, Murdoch, I can't do it. But... <laughs> But um, I know where, like, the story's going, and I am like, oh, wait, I didn't even realize how much they had set up for the other books because this story is running concurrently with other stories that are happening, mm. you know? Um, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, she's already missing. She's already—they're talking about her being, you know, mm-hmm. in in another country on the phone with the like a, mm-hmm. you know, that's that other book and, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll reread these again. But I'm scared. That it's a lot um, of books. It's a lot of books, but I'm scared I'm not going to like it as much like the Black Dagger Brotherhood, you know, oh. like if I read it again. But it might be different if you're just reading it for fun while you're doing other things because you're listening versus like Black Dagger Brotherhood, you were like taking notes. That is true. So it was slowing you down. And then and plus you had then, to read all the lesser parts. You can just skim through the yeah, parts you don't to, want to read. I know. We just <laughs> skipped those so many times. You guys, if you like the Black Dagger Brotherhood, we did books one through 11 already on the podcast. Book one was in season one and books two through 11 were all in season two. And we had a really fun time. However, we were surprised at how different our ratings were from our memories. Yes. 
So I, you probably, your ratings would change. Probably there's some books where you're like, you would like more than you thought. And some you'd like less, I would think. Yeah. I think I, I rem- I've read the series at least twice all the way through. And I remember the second time being like, man, there's a lot of things that are repetitive and every story there's like a rage beast. And so it, it I don't know. Rage Beast is like a spice. You don't want to just put all the salt on, mm. you know, all at one time. So mm-hmm. I did. I do think that if you're going to read the series, sprinkle space it, it space it out. Yeah. So that you're excited yeah. for the Rage Beast again when when it comes on. And yeah. then you'll really enjoy the series. Yeah. It's totally different when you're reading the series one book a year versus like, let me read 10 in a month. Yeah. Because then we, we noticed all the plot holes in, yeah. in Black Time Dagger at that problems. point. We were, like, we were like, oh man, <laughs> JR doesn't keep a timeline. She knows it all in her head. And then we read the books and we're like, she should definitely she write it down. For because sure should have a fact checker. <laughs> there are some holes here. <laughs> and why is a Butch and Vicious, why guys, are they not? Books in one through 11 are in less than two years. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) Just throwing it it casually out there. 10, 11 books in less than two years of time. Yeah. One motherfucker got his queen and all of a sudden everyone else (laughs) dropped like goddamn dumb. They're immortal. It made no sense. It's okay. I'm not, I'm off the soapbox, Johnny. I'm off the soapbox. Let's get back to this book. Let's do that. I do want to quickly point out that this book started out with a real bang for me, comedy wise. Uh, One of the first things she says is, you know, she's like looking, she's in a cage or in a, dungeon Mm -hmm. looking out the window at this other army attacking the fortress that she's in not concerned at all and she's like having a her own little internal monologue about oh i think they're really going to take the castle oh good for them oh well that's nice oh who's that guy leading them oh he's handsome like this whole thing and then she's like killing these forebears would be easy for her and her sisters too easy like being your own secret santa and i was like (laughs) oh this book's gonna be witty and fun yeah I think the wit also like carries this book a lot because even if you were like, oh, this might be repetitive or this or that, uh, the dialogue is funny. The dialogue is good. Yeah. Yeah. And this and the the banter is really good. And in her in her mind when she's like, you know, she's seducing him and he like knows what she's doing, but he's also like, Man, if I had a heartbeat, man, I'd have a real hard on right now. Yeah. But I don't. So Okay, well, but she's still so sexy. <laughs> she's just like <laughs> just playing with all of his emotions and toying with him. Oh yeah, I, I love that uh, scene where she's just like when she was teasing his penis. Yeah, you know, and I think this is that. And uh, he says, "Why are you doing this to me?" And in her mind, she goes, "Because I can." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Yes, girl. Yes, yes girl. girl. Yes, girl." <laughs> I mean, I feel like half the quotes I picked were all like her being like, because I can. Because I can. <laughs> Pretty much. And I, I think it's so funny because like he thinks like, oh, he's got her, um, on, you know, where he wants her. And she's like, oh, no, like I can. No, no. I can be gone whenever I want to. My sisters are, yeah. are you know, back up, but I don't even need them. I can do this shit on my own. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I just love how badass she is from the beginning. She's yeah. unbothered. Yeah. And that's like the best part of it all. I did like that. She is so like aloof, but I liked that once his heart started to beat and all of a sudden you realize, you know, she says something like, oh, he's not the first one. And you're like, oh, shit, this bitch blooded him on purpose. (laughs) Get him. Get him. But then he's like so sexy. And so she's like getting turned on. She's like, I should be turned on by a vampire. But he is sexy. I should be turned on by a vampire. Bad mister. <laughs> and then he's like fingering her to orgasm. And she's like, uh oh. <laughs> and then her sisters show up and she's like, don't kill him. 
um, I gotta go. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretend she's like in control of her emotions, and she's yeah. clearly not anymore. Which is which is cool. So you get to see like the first chink because everybody she's ever blooded, she's killed. So this is the first person she's blooded, and I guess blooded means making uh, the I guess the vampires, whoever's their true mate, will make their heart start beating, and that person is their wife that they bond to. Right. So. When he he gets blooded to mist, he's he bonds to her. Right. But the kicker is that that person has to be the first person that he fucks, so that he can orgasm or, or, or ejaculates with. Or, yeah. yeah, ejaculate, and then he can ejaculate with anyone. But it has to be his mate first. So mist after he like fingers her and everything, and she leaves him in the lurch when the mm-hmm. sisters come, and so he never ejaculates. So for the next five years, he spends searching for her. So he can like bust this nut mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like skinny and like not doing very well mm-hmm. <laughs> because he can't eat from anybody else. He can't, he, uh, she is the singular focus of his mind. Yeah. Um, so, so he's following her memories. She kisses him oh, and yeah. on basically on purpose pricks her own tongue on his fangs so that he'll have a little blood and like her memories. Well, he follow her memories. Yes, he does. And that's how he finds her in New like, Orleans, in New Orleans um, or whatnot. And then he, he catches her. He catches her. He catches her. You know what? I thought that would seem as very hot. So he catches mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he's basically like, I should fuck you to death for what you did. Like, <laughs> you bitch, you left me all alone. But then he just like, he just likes her. Yeah. And he does not rape her right away. He... Basically just like holds on to her boob while he ejaculates all over her and all next to her like three times in a row. <laughs> she's like, Jesus Christ. And then she's running. She like kicks him. She's running away again. And he snaps the gold chain that's around her waist, mm-hmm. which so now he holds it and she has to do whatever he says. And I thought it was pretty hot that instead of being like, suck my dick or like blah, blah, blah. He's just like, finger yourself to you or come again, <laughs> come again, come again. There's like fucking lightning crackling all around her because that's what happens when she orgasms. And he's just, I was like, that's a torment I could get used yeah, to. I so get used to. Holy. <laughs> Coming on command. I know that a lot well, of people in the kink community can do this. Like orgasming on command, and I'm like, how? I would like to be orgasm trained so that my dude could just be like, "Yo, now, 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 Bridget." I think it's great. Bridget. I think you should do it. I'm gonna try and report back. <laughs> I think it would be great. I I've only had it happen like once or twice, and it was like one of those things where you're like already so close, yeah, and then it's just like part of it, you know. Well, they say it, and then it's just hot, and right. then it just helps right. throw you over, right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's like the dominance of them, like sort of telling you and like yeah. telling you what to do, or really like helps owning if they're you. holding your hair at the time. Yeah, and they maybe say it like right pushing your on your chest a little, yeah. little light choking, mm-hmm. little light not choking. holding off, off, not an asphyxiation choke, more like a pressure choke. You know, yeah, a good pressure choke is good. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling of the hair, mm-hmm. well, perhaps in doggy style or something. Pulling the hair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the hair pull, mm-hmm. or what I really like is like. Uh, the weight on my back. So mm. if you put your hand on my back, but you push down, yeah, 
Oof. It's the pressure. the pressure. All these things mm. that we've just named are pressure. pressure yes. It's just more pressure. And they're like dominance. Posi- they yeah. really do assert dominance. And I yeah. think that's why I like this book specifically is because it is primal. It's very primal. And that's my shit. You know, that's my shit, Bridget. That's my Dude, shit. I loved this book, Shawnee. I have 15 quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I read it super fast. I mean, again, it's a quick read. It's, not a, it's only like 150 pages. And if you're reading it on Kindle, do not be trapped by that last 30%. That book is over. <laughs> the 30% is just like extra cool stuff um, and author interviews and stuff like that. But the book's over. It's a short book. Uh, I so they Okay, so basically what happens is he catches her. He takes her back to his home lair, castle, whatever. Yeah. And he like holds her hostage for... And they she basically bargains with him that in two weeks... He should let her choose whether she's going to stay with him or not. Yeah. And he is afraid because he thinks she'll just leave him no matter what. And she promises that she'll, like, give him a fair shake. And they basically just, like, fuck like rabbits the whole time. (laughs) And, like, some sexy, sexy scenes. There's some showerness. Yes. There's some, you know, there's just a lot of fuckery. A lot of fuckery. Well, but before that happens, he takes her back to her coven to like get her things. Oh, right. I forgot about the that. Valkyrie coven. And that's the that's one of those murky scenes because um she puts in earbuds and runs away oh, from right, him right, so right. he can't command that's her. Right. But he traces and he catches her. Yeah. And then they fight. Yeah. And they fight, 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 and then they fuck. Yes. And like that's where you hear her inner like dialogue, like, yo, you know. Please be stronger than me. Please right. best me because like nobody can best me. So right. if he can best me, then he can have this. And she yeah. says that shit to him. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if the consent is murky. She says like she says you can have me if you can, you can beat if me. If you can beat me. And both of them were pulling their punches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So she was like, if you can beat me, but I want you. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Both of them were trying not to hurt the other person because they just wanted to get up in it. Yeah. Oh my God, Shawnee. And then I, when he commands her not to hurt. Yes. He, I was oh. like, I want that. How oh. amazing. Okay, so he has a really big dick. They always mm-hmm. do. And she like at one point is like, I don't think it'll fit. And obviously he does not warm her up enough. Yeah. Yeah. And she is very surprised. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. And she's just like, command me not to feel pain. And he's like, don't hurt. And of and the course, hurt the away. hurt goes away. Now she's then all just feeling ecstasy. Now they fucking. It's fucking lightning all over. Her sisters yeah. come to rescue her because there's lightning <laughs> yeah. all over. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you slept with a vampire. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And then he like steals her away. <laughs> and then she realizes that he fucked her in front of her family on purpose yeah. because. That way she couldn't go back and be Claimed, like, oh, no, yeah. he, he, you know, such and such happened. Like, nah, she was into it. Yeah. Like, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I just thought, I just liked this book. Yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I thought the balance of the funny dialogue, funny internal monologues with, like, the primalness and the intensity, I thought was good. I think if there was not wit and charm of the two of her especially yeah i don't think the book would have worked but i thought it was great i thought it was a really good balance i liked that she at the beginning when she gets there is thinking like oh i'll just charm him in the next two weeks and i'll be everything he wants a partner he wants someone to love him i'll be everything he wants and then trick him and get my chain back and bounce out of here and then all of a sudden she realizes one day he comes home and she like runs into his arms and She's like, uh oh, did I just rub into his arms? <laughs> what? Whoops, whoops. 
And um, and that's actually the reason that he he sort of betrays her yeah. after two weeks is he is seeing all of her memories at night, but he doesn't stay in the memory long enough to see the ending. And so he in sees the full the, context. Yeah. And so he sees the memory where she's uh, saying that she's just going to play him. And so he thinks he's been played this whole time. He's been falling in love. So he and like this, he like threatens yeah. to like brainwash her into staying. And so she's forgetting her family yeah. and forgetting who she is. You know, that she's pissed. Yeah. And so and she he commands her that she can't touch the safe that has her gold chain. So she digs it out of the rock with her bare hands while he's sleeping and takes it back to her sister who has a magical sword that opens it. No, so he, Isn't it he a wasn't, magical sword. So yes, all that's true. Except he wasn't sleeping. He actually at this time goes to see his brother uh, Murdoch. Murdoch's all beaten up, and that's part of a whole other story situation that that comes oh, through. Is that okay? Yeah, but <laughs> I always like this because he he tells Murdoch the story, and Murdoch's like, "Bruh, yeah, you're tripping. You fucked this up. You fucked up. You fucked up. You know, yeah, f- f- fucked up." <laughs> He's like, uh, "She's used to being free, having all the freedom yeah, in the world. Literally centuries old. Yeah, <laughs> and now you have locked her in and are giving her no freedom, and oh, you are owning her. Yeah, uh, you fucked up, bro. You, you fucked need, up. You need to go home, take care of your house. <laughs> yes, take care of your house, sir. You yeah. have screwed this all up. It's all your fault. It's and all your she, of course, she wants to run away from you. You have kidnapped her. You've kidnapped her. <laughs> Nobody wants to be kidnapped. <laughs> Which I thought was like the realest moment ever. Where yeah. your friends. Like bruh, like yeah. come, I like no, I, I, I can't. I can't co-sign this with you, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't co-sign this, <laughs> you know. And then at that time, he he digs out. I mean, at that time, Miss digs out the safe, yes, and goes back to her sister yes. with the magical sword and gets the safe cut open. And then she finds the engagement ring, yeah, along with her chain. And yes. Valkyries are. Um, super enamored by shiny things. Yes. So as soon as the engagement ring rolls out, all of the sisters make a dive for it. That was a really funny scene. She's, They're all like, ooh. She's like, bitch, it's a bad. Yeah. She's like, this is my 10 carat diamond. Back off. Back off. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that. So after he loses her again, mm-hmm. he takes his brother's advice and pulls his head out of his behind. Yes. And he actually goes to sleep and he, instead of doing what he normally does where he pulls himself out of her memories, he watches all the memories all the way through. And he finds out that like the scene where he thinks she's about to be like, she's having fun and about to be fucked by all these guys. She's really hunting them because they killed a human she cared about. Yeah. And like raped and killed her, her and her mom. And, you know, later there's another scene and it turns out that she was, kidnapped on purpose because they were trying to free her sister and this guy had been torturing her and like you know all these memories he finds out are and then he gets the memory where she had decided that she actually was going to stay with him once he gave the chain back and he realizes he's a big dum-dum he don't fuck up fuck it up fuck it up (laughs) and uh and then they he goes back to new orleans and he apologizes while she's fighting a ghouls. horde of ghouls. <laughs> yeah. And which I thought was a I thought was a well written scene because I was actively seeing them in my mind fighting the ghouls. Yeah. She's well, like, I'm trying to blow off steam. He's like, I understand. And she's like, I'm gonna kill all these people. If you're still here after, I'm gonna kill you next. <laughs> and he's like, I completely understand. I want to apologize. Let me behead four people. I have been acting like an idiot. Let me slide and kill more people. <laughs> And then she gets chokeholded by this like demon turned vampire, which is like against the laws of the, the, the lore. Demestru. Demestru. Yeah. And uh, he, 
sacrifices himself so that she can be let free. Oh, yeah. And that's how she knows that he really loves her. That's my quote. Tell me your quote. My quote is, well, this is a quote that she says to him afterwards. So Nikolai, he he tried to uh, sacrifice himself. Dimestri mm-hmm. said, like, if you walk into the sun, I will let her go. Yeah. Um, but then before she before he can totally die from the sun, mm-hmm. she finds some inner lightning Valkyrie power, ends up bring, hailing down lightning and striking the people or holding her and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then she ends up giving Nikolai her blood. Then he comes back to life or whatever. So fast forward a little to the end. She says to him, uh, (laughs) she says, among other things, the uncommon gift of a direct strike of lightning and the fact that you were the only man able to free me from my chain and the fact that you were so suddenly eager to give up your life for mine have all convinced me that we should be together. (laughs) (laughs) She needed like a million signs. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of when I was like telling you before, like, Oh, like I knew my partner loved me when he like used his credit to buy me a car. And then I was like, oh, you really love me. Like you put uh, your credit up. <laughs> I was like, Shawnee, you're a crazy person. He probably loved you a lot before that. <laughs> oh my God. Hard to please my Shawnee, Shawnee. I, I, apparently I am spoiled. I've heard this you a lot. <laughs> do you get the men in your life to do many things for you? Hey, I think it's great. Is that not a I thing? I think it's great. I mean, my husband does a lot for me, so I'm I think it is it. a thing. I... Liked that quote also, but I would like to rewind really quickly because you glossed over her triumphant moment as a Valkyrie. I'm sorry. So take it back. She's in the chokehold. Mm-hmm. He's about to die. He starts burning, and she's like, "He was hers that they would dare." And she like flips the fuck out mm-hmm. <laughs> and goes full Valkyrie and like emits the Valkyrie shriek that people are about to die. She gets free from this like oversized vampire demon thing. The other the demon, the other vampire king's like, oops, peace. And he, he, <laughs> he just fight, dips. He dips. He doesn't try and fight her. He just leaves. And she kills this other guy and saves him and like screams at her. her sister's coming, like, just let him die. And she's like, help me. And she's like, basically the, the sister equivalent are like, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. Fight fucking down. Fight. Like, I want to hear your shit right now about my vampire boyfriend. <laughs> That's like all the things I was imagining she was saying. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much but it. I liked that she, because they were talking about how like, she's such a badass, and then he defeats her, which obviously we've already said he she pulls her punches a little bit because she she really wants he does best her, but she wants him to best her. But then I was like, man, she's supposed to be a badass. This motherfucker's got her in chokehold. He can't. And then she like whoops my ass, and then I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Thank I'm you like, for whooping it. I'm like, ah, oh. she gets taken. Yeah, like of of, of course. course she gets but taken. then she saved herself and him. And him, yes. which makes me happy. Yes. Because I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm, I mean, I'm so tired of the woman getting kidnapped in stories, but I don't mind it. We should free her own self. I, like, I actually or don't. Or assist in the recovery of herself. You know, with dropping breadcrumbs and shit. Like, yeah. something. Unless she's, like, on purpose meant to be a character who is not able to do something like that. Like, there are characters who are supposed to be, like. Like who? Like, I don't know. Like, Beth. Yeah, no, a, yeah, but like they're supposed to be like the softer character. Or they're supposed to be not a warrior. Like that's like the balance of their character. So yeah. then I'm okay with them not like 
freeing themselves by themselves. I guess. But I do agree that they could drop some breadcrumbs or they could do some. Or like mentally they can hold their mind together or whatever. But I agree. It was always nice. Especially if they're described as being a warrior, they need to free themselves or at least very much aid in the freeing of themselves. Exactly. For sure. But it would be nice even if it's a softer character where they find some grit. A little grit. To be able to assist somehow in, in their escape right. or they're maybe not physically recovery. but it's not being physically but yeah. somehow it's yeah. not it shouldn't be that they're waiting around right you know what i'm saying that's right. all that's my only thing yeah that's what i'm saying soapbox get off soapbox i'm just kidding Stay save yourself save yourself save your soap everybody save your soap and save yourself <laughs> save your soap save your soul um one thing i liked so she you know saves him brings him back to i thought that was cute that they named it val hal Vale yeah. Hall, like Valhalla. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cute. But she brings him back and he's recovering and she's like slapping him. She's like, Don't ever try and die for me again. Punch. But I love you. Let's be married. Punch. <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> die for me again. But I like that outside, he's about to like whisk her away. Outside, some male howled with fury. Nikolai tends to trace her away, but she waved away his concern. Oh, don't worry. Just another crazy day at the manor. A like he nabbed little Emmeline and took her back to Scotland. Thinks she's his werewolf queen. And I was just like, what a fun way to just set up the next book. Yeah. Well, now I know what it's going to be about. And you know what? I'm into it. A werewolf queen. You had me at werewolf queen. You had me, you had me at werewolf queen. <laughs> that's why, that's how you can easily sit and ingest 17 of these books. Because, yeah. Because they leave you with a thing or a character that you love. So I loved the character of Lathair. He's kind of like... um Lord of Scoundrels. Lord so, of Scoundrels. So the book Lord of Scoundrels, how mm-hmm. we had that hero who's just like a terrible hero. Yeah. Um, but then you learn, you like, you love him. And yeah. He's also an asshole. Yeah. Um, but there is that. Gotcha. So he's like behind the lore, like pulling all the strings. And he's really like, um, he doesn't do anything out of the goodness of his heart. Everything is a favor yeah. and that sort of thing. So I was just wanting to get to his book so badly because I want to know like mm-hmm. how that what that's going to look like and who are they going to pair him with mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So this series really does kind of suck you in. Yeah, I I I mean, you're going to crush eight books in the next week. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have so many author interviews, you guys. I do want to sit down. I immediately was like, I should read the next book, obviously, and. Then I was like, Bridget, you have so many wonderful author interviews coming up. You have to read the books in order. So we're actually interviewing Suzanne Brockman tomorrow, even though it won't come out on this podcast for another month and or maybe less than a month, a couple weeks. And I have to read a few of her books before that interview so that I can have it fresh. Yeah. But I will for sure come to this series when I have a little break in the podcast, maybe around Christmas time when we have a little break from reading. And I will crush a bunch of these books oh yeah all right you guys we're gonna take a quick quick break quick break quick break and after these messages we'll be right back right back hello best friends thank you for being loyal listeners of romance at a glance we're so happy to have you if you'd like to support us further head over to patreon where you can become one of our patrons We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. Okay, Shawnee, we are back. And I would like to know what you think of Mist. Um, I gave Mist a five. Yeah, you did. Because I love Mist. Okay. Uh, like, I like that she's just like a badass. 
she fights every time he's like, uh, you know, trying to tell her, I'll protect you. I, I love the scene where he says, um, I'll give you all the money you want. And she's like, bitch, I got my own money. Like when he goes to her house and he sees how much lingerie <laughs> and jewels and, and they live in like a 30 and, room mansion. Yes. And he's like, oh, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I always think that's a really cute scene. He's like, I'll take care of you. She's like, I, I don't need anything from you um, or whatever. I love that about it. I love that at the end, she has the growth of like from the beginning of being like, I don't need this dude. You know, I don't even know if I like him. I'm just not going to kill him to like, OK, this is my dude. I'm going to protect him for my sisters. I'm also going to put provisions in place for my sisters so that he can never tell information about my family and that he won't. He promises he'll never attack them. And when you vow something in the to the lore, like you die if you break that vow. Mm-hmm. So like she's all the way looking out for what's going on. Also, she's getting herself a little something, mm-hmm. breaking up a little piece for herself. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. I believe that self-care, Miss is all about that self-care. Yes, she is. Orgasms for breakfast, for breakfast? lunch, and dinner. Yum. And nighttime snack. <laughs> I thought she was a bad bitch with a heart of gold, and she had a hankering for a dominant man. And he was it. I thought she was great. Five stars. Mm-hmm. Five, five, five stars. Now, what did you think of our hero? Okay, so I waffled between four and five stars because I wanted to give him five, but I gave him four. Because I do... As you know, not like when people can't face some shit, they're not communicating. They're acting like a pussy ass bitch, which mm-hmm. his brother said, you being a motherfucking pussy, pussy ass, ass bitch. bitch. <laughs> so I gave him four stars. I was like, if, like if we did half stars, maybe he'd be a four and a half because I did really like him. And he was taking it to her. He was railing her. Mm-hmm. He's giving it to her. He's giving it to her. Le swoon. Yeah. Le swoon. But I gave him four. What'd you give him? I gave him a four. All right. Yes, we we on. I was Ooh. so curious to know what you were going to uh, think of that, about yeah. this book. Um, I gave him a four for, uh, so he lost a lot of points along the way, but then he gained them back. Okay. Right? So like, you know, so at some points he just annoyed me because yes. he was like, you're mine, nah, 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 you know, whatever. And, yeah. she, you know, and, um, but that was a kind of the time that he grew up in of ownership of, you know, your woman and that sort of thing. And um, I think kind of after he talks to his brother, and his Murdoch is like, yo, man, you you doing it all wrong. I think that he grew mm-hmm. in that moment. He was like, oh, I am. OK, I'm going to take that note. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to fix this, mm-hmm. you know. And so he took the time to go through her dreams for real, which had to be very kind of hard for him to watch what was happening. He even talks about wanting to jump in to help her at all these times and he can't. So he's just seeing all the shit she went through. Um, and then even in the fight, you know. Where he's like, she's fighting all the ghouls. And he's like, why the fuck did you jump into the center of these ghouls? You know? And she's like, I'm stress relieving. Yeah. And then he helps her. He's he's in there helping her, apologizing at the same time. He doesn't try to stop her or, like, get her out of there or, or steal her back to his house or that mm-hmm. sort of thing. He, at that moment, realizes she is her own person and I'm along for her ride. Um, and so I, I like that. So I thought he grew. So he gained back his points to a four. Um, you know, so that's where I was with him. But I, I mean, he was, he was yummy. Did you think he was a McDreamy or a McSteamy? Oh, he's definitely a McSteamy. I said he's a McRagey Primal. Ooh, I said he was a McPoundtown. Take it up to Poundtown. Take it up to Poundtown. Don't rock it, don't pop, 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 p
Kinky, and a bodice ripper. All commingle. All commingle. Well, I didn't think it was vanilla. I definitely thought it was kinky. Yeah. Because I thought it had that primal element. Well, also, when, he was, like, directing her, which is very kinky. Yes. And, but, I mean, he, like, they fought, which, yes. like, primal play, like, yeah, yeah. what my partner and I do is we fight. Right. And that is the fun. Wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling. Wrestling. So, like... Mommy and daddy are just wrestling. We're just wrestling. <laughs> we're just wrestling. It's okay. We're not fighting. We're just wrestling. We that's what we do. That's what people do. Don't do it at school though. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, and so for me it was perfect. It was like primal and then they fucked. It basically yeah. whoever whoever best who gets to run that show. And I don't know if you've ever seen these on like Pornhub. Mm-hmm. I actually came across these because somebody sent it to me. They were like, is this what you do? And they're like, literally like people on a wrestling mat. Oh, I've seen those. I saw one and I was like, this too can't be even for me. It was not, I don't like it at all, but it's like two people on a wrestling match. Um, and they wrestle like a, each literally other. on a mat, like in fake porn wrestling uniforms. Yes. There's like a fake referee and everything. It's exactly. So, and they can't be wrestle. And then the, I've only ever seen the girl lose. I've never seen the girl yeah, win. Yeah, she always loses. Unless it's like a lesbian one. I've Which, only- frankly, a girl would lose a wrestling match to a grown man. I mean, most likely. Most Very few women would Definitely win. most likely. Definitely, I'm not talking about like Ronda you know, Rousey. Testosterone. I'm talking, like, I'm talking about, yeah, just yeah. testosterone alone. I'm talking yeah. about like the average. Well, they, a lot of these guys are much bigger than the yeah. girl, too. That's what I'm, I'm saying. In porn, they're like fucking yeah. enormous dudes and these little ass ladies. Oh, yeah. But I haven't seen a ton of them. But everyone I've seen, except for when they were were lesbians, and then obviously a girl wins. Sure. But like, uh, the guy always wins, and then he fucks her any way he wants, you know. And that's the whole. I don't like the ones where they bend them up like a little pretzel. Because I'm like, how is she expanding her poor lungs? <laughs> where are her lungs? I'm with, I'm with you on that. A lot of these physicians that I see in porns and stuff, don't and- smush me. They look very not comfortable. They actually don't turn me on because it looks very uncomfortable yeah. and I can feel it in my own body. Yeah. Like, you know what you're talking about with that that um sitting on your knees position, like slave pose. Yeah, if you guys like, uh missed like any of those episodes, pose. I have talked to Shawnee about this numerous times how if I was in the king community, I just like it's not that I would be unwilling to try it. It's that I literally cannot kneel for like hours at a time. I would not. He'd be like, come towards me. And I wouldn't even be able to get up anymore. I would be. Or like the ones where they tie you up. And like your your arms are like flexed unnaturally. Or your legs are spread unnaturally. I would. Yeah, the shivari where they tied like your calf muscle to your thigh. Yeah, no way. I'd never walk again. No. (laughs) Never. No, and especially because you have really muscular legs. There's not room for that. No, I would (laughs) fucking, it would be horrible. Like, the blood rushing back into the bottom of my leg, I would be in so much pain. So anytime I see something like that, it's not that I don't think, because I've seen some where it's like quick. They like kneel next to them for a quick second. Yeah. Or like a minute or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. But like. Though any of the ones where I'm like, oh, they've clearly been in this an extended period of time and the ropes are real red on their skin. All I can think is like, I'd never walk it. How are these bitches getting home? Who's driving them? Who's giving them a massage and oiling down their poor little baby bodies? And who's giving them a nice soak in a hot tub? (laughs) Because if I did any of that, I would need I would need like an Olympian. Amount of. 
physical therapy. Oh yeah. You need that, <laughs> that cupping thing people do, which I didn't know was a kink. By the really? way, yeah. I've done cupping, so, not as a kink, just in general. Yeah, like so when I went to one of the um because they do like a beginner um dungeon party. Okay. Or whatever. I haven't been to no real dungeon party. I've only been to the beginner ones. Um, <laughs> but one of the rooms was specifically a cupping room and it was the cupping that they do on athletes or whatever. But they do it on your vagina or no on no, your they boots do it on your or... back. Oh. Whatever. People just like it. It's painful. Oh, that escalated quickly, Shawnee. <laughs> Very quickly. Let's get back to the episode. You can find the rest of that discussion on patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. So if you are squeamish and you don't want to hear about our sexual escapades, then uh, you have been forewarned. Back to the episode, Bridge. Did you have any other favorite lines? I know we already talked about a bunch of them. Uh, I think I told you both my favorite. Okay, lines. I have one more. I already told you like four, but I have one more. Only one. This was very sexy. This was at the beginning of the book. Ooh, tell me. Before he gets blooded. Say it to me slow. I will. And Mist is telling this to Nikolai. At sunrise, you would fall asleep, still deep inside my body. I'd wake you at sunset with my lips wrapped around your shaft. You could break your fast with a drink from one of my thighs. And I was like, oh, she's going to tempt him to tempt him. Yeah. I was Oof. like, Oof. I want those things. <laughs> Pick me. Pick me. Pick me, Mist. I am not married. This wedding ring comes right it off. It comes right <laughs> off. For Valkyries. <laughs> that shit's hot, Bridget. Hot, hot, hot. drink from my thighs. Dude, the idea of someone drinking from my thighs. The wine of life. Dude, I love vampire books. I love vampire, I love vampire books. books. You guys. Murky consent. Set me up. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Okay, so like we said at the beginning, the reviews for this book were really divided. So a lot of people didn't like that there was like forced sort of submission, forced masturbation, murky consent on the sex, which I completely understand. However, I obviously liked it. So my favorite review is Bindi Boo. Four stars. I love this short novella. There was a very strong PNR aspect to this book, despite the romance and sizzling sex scenes. I really enjoyed the heroine, who was as bold and bossy as the hero. And I was like, short, sweet, to the point. I feel you, Bindi Boo. I feel you. Bindi Boo, I support it. I support it. I read, um, I have one from Stacia. Uh, the two, the 210 Club. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's, that's <laughs> her name. Stacia, the 210 Club. Uh, guilty pleasure, cheesy PNR goodness. Ahoy. This series is like bodice ripping brought back to an artistic parody, except that the sex only dangerously straddles the non-con line instead of enthusiastically tripping over it. Sure, you have a moment of feeling awkward, but then you just go with it. It's a fantasy-based book. That's the point. Mm. And I was like, uh, yes, Stacia. Yes, yes, it is. That's the, that is the point. That is the point. <laughs> and again, I would like to reiterate, I will hop on my soapbox really quickly for the final time this episode. If you do not like books that have those themes, choose a different genre. Exactly. Or a different, or different author. Different author. Yeah. There's, there's definitely plenty authors. of authors in the PNR space who don't have these things. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of authors in other genres who don't have these things. Mm-hmm. And so please do not beat your head against the wall and keep reading books you don't like. Read books you do like. Yes. However, I do agree that I would, again, like a little legend 
on the on the front or side, you know, yeah. side binding of the book would that be a would perfect be nice. place for this. That would be nice. Where it has like a little bodice ripping icon <laughs> or, you know, like a trigger warnings icon. Or a pictogram. <laughs> exactly. It can be there. So when you pick up a book, you could be like, am I into bodice ripping today? Like, mm, mm. not feeling it. Mm. I'm feeling a little bit out of my body. So I, I want something better. Or... Mm, yeah, I'm ready for some hot, steamy, like, look, I just don't want to think about it. So I'm, I'm going to get fucked with no consequences. And you pick up that bodice ripper. I'm yeah, just saying. So I, I think that it would be helpful for authors to actually tell people what they're in store for. Because I think the right people would pick up their books and yeah. they'd get better reviews. But it's not them. It's their publisher trying to sell books. Yes. I mean, that's what I mean. The publishers. Or I guess indie authors are doing it themselves yeah, although a lot of indie authors will put a little blurb that says like this is a male male romance with you know blah 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 yeah, and they'll like spell and- it out like oh this is a paranormal romance with a male and a female who fight yeah. there's murky consent but they end up in a happy ever after yeah. and it's great <laughs> you know what's funny is that every like, I appreciate those every blurbs. book I see it says H-E-A right happily ever after I, I don't think I've ever read a romance novel that didn't have a I don't understand. You don't have to put it there. You don't have to put it there. That's the whole point of the romance. It's Romance is the main theme. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's, ha- everybody's happy at the end. I have read books where the characters aren't happily ever after in book one. If it's a series. That is true. That does happen. Although I tech- I typically do not prefer those. I prefer when they're happily ever after in book one. And then the second book is about the best side friend. characters or the best friend yeah. or the enemy or I don't care. No. It's about someone else. Listen. They might feature in it as an, a subplot, but I would like them to be happy at least in book two. Yes. If not book one. And I'm going to go with you here and I'm going to get on my soapbox because Fifty Shades of Grey did this and I... I'm so mad because 50 shades of gray had three books where there didn't need to be three books. Every independent author decided they were going to release a trilogy and they didn't have enough story for a one, a one a G. Yeah. You know, if you, if you want to release a trilogy, let it be good. Yeah. Like instead of, or um, do a duology. I just read a great fantasy duology. Young adult loved it so much. Was so happy that it didn't become a trilogy. That's see, that's great. Why? Why does it have to be three? When you run out of story, stop writing. This is what this is what I want. Don't like this whole thing because I feel really duped as a reader when I read a book and then at the end you leave this cliffhanger and usually that cliffhanger is super contrived. Like you've almost wrapped up their story really well and then all of a sudden they get kidnapped. Yeah. Or right before the end of the all book. All of a sudden, one person. Goes on a business trip and then and then did the they other cheat person on me? thinks that they cheated, but they didn't actually cheat. They're just jumping to crazy conclusions yeah. for no apparent reason. Isn't. And yeah. then book two, yeah. you know, and then I feel like you're just trying to get my money and you don't respect yeah. me as a reader. Yeah. And that makes me upset. Yeah. So that's my soapbox. Just write enough story that you have story. Yeah. Like don't don't no extra. OK, nothing has to be a trilogy <laughs> off soapbox. But it can be if you have enough. If you have enough. If <laughs> enough, you can write 10 books, man. You can, or 17 in this case. 17. <laughs> All right, Shani, worth the read? Definitely worth the read. I love this book. How many stars did you give it? Um, I'm going to say four because that was about three and a half. So four stars is a solid, I think. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four, too. Because I feel like uh, I could only go up. Mm-hmm. And I very much enjoyed it. And I would absolutely read another one. Yes. Bridget will be reading another one. I'm sure I will be. (laughs) Until then, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend.
Yowzers. We got nasty today. Bridget. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We'll put that on Patreon. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.